So that's one thing that I see a lot of women doing is just kind of waiting around. You don't wait around your career. Why would you wait around in your love life? Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. And we have an awesome guest on the show. She is a two-timer now, Jade Bianca. Yes. We love her. Two-timer is like another word for cheater. Oh. <laughs> so she's not, she's not bad, but she is a two-time guest. Two-time guest. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two-time okay. guest. Um, she recently got married. We're so excited for her. And she came back on the show because... She's gotten so many of you guys reaching out to her, so we wanted to have her back on. And we actually, we haven't recorded the interview yet. That's coming later this afternoon, but we're so excited to have her on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so really quick housekeeping. I want to talk about one of our partners, VFresh. So VFresh is like one of my favorite companies ever. Um, I'm so proud of Natasha. She has built this company from the ground up. She is a woman of color. This is a female owned company. Um, and VFresh helps women take back their vaginal health, which is, I think, something that so many women deal with on their own. Like if you're listening and you've had bacterial infections and yeast infections and UTIs, and it can become chronic and very painful and you can feel really alone. And all of these products help you not feel that way. So there's V cleanse, which is a Bork or a, a pure grade Bork acid suppository that helps balance out your pH and it can treat and prevent both yeast and bacterial uh, infections. And then we have V tract, which can help prevent and treat UTIs. It helps with, um, healthy urinary bladder or um function thank you yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and then there's like new products so there's the v gentle which is the wash we've talked about that but now mm. there's a lube oh wow okay. and there are post-sex wipes oh nice so i'm really excited i got sent a box the other day i'm excited to like go through it and i mean i'm not, I'm not gonna be using the lube anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> But maybe I should manifest that I will be losing using the lube Absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Um, so you guys, you can get 10% off of your order using code HELLO2021 at checkout. www.vfresh.com. V is V-E-E. -E. And again, it's code HELLO2021. I would recommend ordering in bulk because it's a one-time code. You are going to love the product. Share with your friends. And um, it's, it's products that I still use like weekly. Mm -hmm. So I like... Cannot recommend and believe in this anymore. Yeah, and it's and it's like with these kinds of things, it's really good. You want to go to a company that you trust. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to like go to Amazon because then you don't know like what's in absolutely. it and the quality and like you know all that stuff. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm so again, I just love Natasha. She was on our podcast. Yes. I don't remember the episode, but it was something about keep your. You feet are fresh. like the you always remember the episode number so i'm shocked it amazes me like really? every conversation we have you'll be like oh yeah that was episode 28 <laughs> like, <"What?" laughs> i made this joke on instagram that was like i love how i've gotten to the point where like when my friends ask me what's going on with like that guy i'm just like episode 75 <laughs> <laughs> it makes things easier yeah um and then do you want to 
Talk about the Patreon? Yes. So um, the best and most direct way to support our show, we are, um, you know, we have some sponsors, but we are mostly listener supported. So patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. Um, if this show is something that you like, that you feel you get uh, a lot of value from, then we really appreciate any support you can give us. And you basically make a monthly pledge uh, the, the lowest tier is $3 per month. There's a few tiers above that, that, um, uh, helps keep the show going obviously. And also there's a bunch of extra content that we put up there. Uh, there's some actually like deep personal, like you have vulnerable really deep, things vulnerable about me thing on there. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, along with Leanna's now world famous hand job <laughs> tutorial, um, <laughs> So, yeah, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. From now on, I mean, you guys, forever, handjobs are going to be mentioned in every episode. Are you going to ask Jade about handjobs? No. Come on, you have to I think, I, I think I'm only going to ask our male guests. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll ask Jade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And then the last thing is we've got a review contest going on right now. Mm -hmm. So if you want an OG... H and G hat. <laughs> yeah. With the with the with the reflecto. Yeah. With the sweet reflector. The dorkiest shirt. hat ever created to, to to mankind? Known mankind? What is Maybe. the what is the phrase I'm thinking of? The ever the ugliest hat ever created. Ever like known to mankind. Thank you! Yeah, That's what I was going okay. for. Um anyway, go to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars, make sure it's the five stars. <laughs> write a review, something funny or catchy or sincere, and we'll announce the winner after December 1st. Yeah. And then share with a friend. Yes. Tell a friend, please. Okay. okay. I have something funny to start with. Please. I caught my mom listening to our podcast. <gasps> well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> Horrified. Really? Horrified. Well, because I feel like you and your mom and your sister have become more close and like... We have definitely become more close, but I'm not sure I feel comfortable with my mom listening to my sex <laughs> life, <laughs> handjob tutorials. Um, she, she wanted to listen to Jennifer's episode. So oh, last week's episode okay. with Jennifer, because she wants to do a session with her and she was just curious of like what she was saying. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, did she listen to the intro? What did we talk about? Like, what did I talk about in the episode? And um, so mom, if you're listening, just skip ahead, past the intro, <laughs> skip what we're going to be doing next. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So I actually like mentioned it on the phone with my dad and he was like, oh, you know, and it's kind of like. I don't want to mention it a lot because I don't want him to listen. Yeah. Oh, you know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. <laughs> but like also I know that people may listen. So like it's a weird thing, right? Anything that we say on here and we reveal a lot about our personal lives yes. and our beliefs and values and stuff. Anybody like, could listen. Yeah. We have to be prepared for like. I know. Like, you know, for me, that's like students I might work with or mm -hmm. other other people that I work with, you know, mm -hmm. their colleagues and stuff. And so I don't Do know. Do you know what has never happened to me is I've never had a guy listen to the episodes and come back and give me backlash. Oh, interesting. That's never happened. Yeah. And you know what's even funnier what? is remember the guy. Okay. So in the episode, feminism, threesomes and um, something else. Like, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy that I ran into at the bar that we had that fight about feminism, yep. he fucking hit me up last night. 
Did he? Yes. We knew he was going to. He called me via Instagram. Uh-huh. I did not answer. <laughs> and I just said, hey, what's up? I can't answer the phone. And he's like, I'm out with my buddy. He, my buddy started listening to your podcast. We were just wondering if, like, what you are. And I'm like, it's 11 p.m. I'm in bed. <laughs> That's, like, flattering, though. You were, you know. It is little flattering actually and i just told him i said to be honest i'm kind of surprised you're hitting me up because like we had like a throwdown fight and i don't know if he listened to the episode but we weren't we weren't exactly like it got heated like over text between you guys no it got heated in person oh that's right so um anyway i don't know i i think here's my here's my theory about these men that are so anti-feminism Mm-hmm. I think that they're actually very attracted to women who are feminists. Maybe, yeah, and then like threatened by it a little bit. And but it's like a like a sexual fantasy kind of a thing. Like I don't know. It has to do with like must have to do with like trauma. Like there's a reason they're anti-feminist because of like woman trauma potentially, right? Yeah, mom stuff. Yeah, and so then, but yeah. that's what they want. So I don't know. Yeah, interest. Yeah, it's like- I would hang out with them again downtown just for fun yeah you should be like did you say like hit me up earlier next time i did <laughs> yeah i said good. i said i said next time give me heads up yeah you know and i'll come hang out that's great yeah oh, it would I be interesting it would be really interesting <laughs> yeah um okay one more thing is i've been binging succession oh great show have you seen it yeah i'm all caught up no, you aren't. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I've been like watching the new season every Sunday as they I come out. I thought that you, it would be too dark for you. It was, so I tried it because some friends recommended it, and then I quit on it because I'm like, I don't like any of these people. Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. The worst people in the entire world. Yeah. But then you have to like, for people who don't know, it's about like this like family of this billionaire media conglomerate, basically, and they're all like, he's maybe about to die, but then still running the company and they're all fighting. All the siblings are fighting with each other to try mm-hmm. to get dad's favor, but also maybe outmaneuver dad. And anyway, it's like sort of billionaire businessy yes. stuff. Um, and so, but I think what, I think I learned to watch it with like, this is, this like, is not real life. Yes. And like not getting too invested in any of the people, yeah. just being able to laugh at like how terrible yeah. and ridiculous they yes. all are. Yeah. Who's your favorite character and your least favorite character? Um, I mean, I would say that both of those characters are probably Kendall for me. Yeah. Who is like the main character of the show. Yes. And the, the guy, I think Jeremy Strong is the actor's name, is fucking an amazing He's actor. He's amazing. He's amazing. And that, that, that character is the hardest to watch for me because... Sometimes you're like, oh, he's like, when he starts like doing good, mm-hmm. and then every time he does that, you just see how underneath he's so desperate for everyone to mm-hmm. like him and approve of him mm-hmm. and like all of this stuff. And like, that's so crazy. I was going to say, do you relate to, to that? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually feel for, I was talking to a friend. So this was recommended to me by a friend, and I was talking yeah. to him about it. And he was like, I don't feel bad for. Kendall at all but I I feel bad for Kendall because he's he well okay spoiler alert yeah (laughs) if you want to skip this part but basically he there's so much trauma within the family of like their father being this horrible human being and constantly putting them down and how could they have any self-worth about anything and um and anyway he ends up becoming 
a horrible father. And, mm. you know, like with uh, addiction problems. And I just want him, I just want to hug him. Yeah. I want to hug him and send him some love and just be like, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> well, and it's a, it's a fascinating thing not to go like too deep and emotional on it. But yeah, I mean, because you're watching someone who is traumatized and so they they like have all these deep deep wounds that they haven't healed and everything he's trying to do to heal them is is the wrong yes right to either like get his dad to really love him which is Mm -hmm. never going to work or to become even more like successful and like a cutthroat like business you know the guy who fucking wins you know Um, and that's not going to heal it, you know, and like the addiction behavior obviously is like not going anywhere. Right. Right. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm halfway through season two. And so then I need to get caught up to like the, I need to get caught up to where you are. Yeah. But you guys, it's, it's good. It's a fun show. It's a fun show. It's on HBO Max. So anyway, um, so I have one more thing to kind of talk about. Did you want to talk about your thing first? I don't have a lot. So my thing is, um, I think I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but uh, so my dad is old, <laughs> and like really, my dad is eighty-two. Okay. Yeah, my dad is eighty-two, and he is basically like I've told this to you, Leanne. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but he's basically like being like romance scammed. Yeah. And, like, this is a thing. I know this is, like, an old person thing for me to even be complaining about. But, like, it happens to a lot of people. And so one of the things, I'm wondering if we can use, like, the H&G. Like, so listeners, uh, get at me. Because someone once, uh, like, like just recently recommended, like, that, like, did you ever watch that show 90 Day Fiance? No, I couldn't get into it. So people love it. And apparently there's, like, stories of, like so many people who like start talking to someone overseas and like yeah. they're clearly being catfished and like everyone in their life knows it and the person won't believe them and then they spend all this money or they fly over to whatever fucking country it's supposed to be and then the person doesn't show up and like um so if people have like like there's like good like clips or stories or something like that from like 90 day fiance or anything else that i might be able to use to like get my fucking dad to like uh it's so hard to be rational. Like I get so frustrated with him. Well, the truth, but then my like, heart breaks for him. I know. The truth he's is, lonely. is you're, you you can't really do anything. I know. Fuck. It sucks. Yeah. That you can't. There's not cuz he he's so in it. He's in the weeds. Yeah. How many people are lonely or don't feel good about themselves and there's so many like shitty predatory people out there who want to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. you know, and like exploit those people, mm-hmm. you know, and it just sucks when it's happening to someone that you love. Oh, I'm so sorry, friend. You know what I'm saying? It sucks so bad. Ugh. Anyway. Well, so yeah, hit me up if you guys with, have yeah. any advice, that's such a hard situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's happening with you? Okay. So first of all, if this audio sounds a little different, it's because it is. Uh-huh. Um, we had originally recorded this part of the intro two days ago. And since then, it's drastically changed. There's been some breaking news. Um, and I did it. It felt weird to me to keep it the same, knowing that it had already changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are. Catch we're at a different house. Yeah. The first part of the intro, we were at Jared's 
Now we're at Coda's house again. Yep. The little dog that I've been dog sitting. Um, so Which, I'm by the way, can you first uh, take accountability for your actions? That you lied to the hello and goodbye audience when you claimed that you were retiring from the No, no, no. I prefaced that I would be doing this job and then finishing. Mm, I did. Check Go back to the episode. <laughs> um, no. So anyway, so what I had talked about on Sunday is that I was in kind of a... Talking to... Talking to someone. Um, we both like each other. And I, I knew where he stood up front. He was quite honest and open. You know, it started as kind of talking as friends and then started getting flirty. And then when it started heading towards the like sexting stuff, mm -hmm. I was like, hey, before we go here, like I'm holding back because I'm not, I don't really know where you are at. Mm -hmm. And then he told me and he was very honest that he's just like not, he had told himself he wasn't going to date during this time of his life for mm -hmm. very good reasons. And um, so I knew up front that he was not open to dating, but that he did want to, if I wanted to, continue to talk to me and, you know, just build up a friendship. Mm -hmm. And also sex. Well, that's <laughs> the problem is there's a lot of attraction there, like sure. a lot. We had not met at this point, and um, there was just a lot of just sexual tension. And I tried to set a boundary saying, you know, because I am so attracted to you and I already do like you, I'm not sure that I can just be platonic friends. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't follow through with that boundary, and we had some really hot sexting. Um, mm -hmm. for a couple days and then I felt his pullback. Mm -hmm. So that was when we recorded this part was the day after we had sexed essentially. Yeah. And, um, and then now it is two days later and I received a, a call. He's very communicative, which is great. Yeah. Um, I noticed his distance and I tried not to overthink it. And I did feel anxiety and I was like, you know, thinking the worst things in my head. Um, and basically he was like, okay, it does kind of feel like we're dating now that we're sexing and we're talking all the time and texting all the time. And he's like, I'm just... He's like, I feel like I have to stick to what I originally said. Um, I think it's best if we don't talk right now. Okay. Um, and it it took me aback hmm. because I thought that he had said whatever I felt comfortable with, um, you know, that I had originally been like, maybe we shouldn't talk if we, you know, can't, can't sext. Um, and then we started sexing and then, so there's part of me that it's a, it's a little bit of a trigger of, sorry for the footsteps. That's, um, Coda, but it's a little bit of a trigger of like, okay, we sexted and I was very vulnerable and, yeah. um, and then two days later he stops the talking. Yeah. Um, and I brought that up to him and he told me that that's not the case. 
mm-hmm. um, that it was more so he just knew that he couldn't continue because it was turning into a dating situation yep. and he didn't want to date. So, um, you know, I'm... He has every right to make the decision that he made and I have every right to feel the way that I feel about it. Um, I'm definitely a little hurt. Sure. But I don't feel overwhelming sadness or like I've got broken up with Mm because it was such a short amount of time. I think it's more so I just really, I liked, I liked the possibility of where this could go. Mm -hmm. It was really exciting. And I hadn't talked to someone like this person before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I do feel a little vulnerable about it and I guess you know there's just nothing I can do I can't at this point I played all my cards and the the what I have left is to just be who I am and do my life yeah and if he decides to reach out um if he becomes ready to date or wants to meet and, you know, wants to pursue me, then I'm definitely open to that if I'm available and open at that time. Mm-hmm. But I can't sit around and mope and do the typical Liana of the past Liana of just, you know, trying to change who I am or trying to chase or trying to win someone over because that's what love is to me mm-hmm. is when I have to win someone over and then they love me. And then that's healing all of my pain. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, 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 I want to, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it, but that's kind of like why I wanted to jump on this mic and kind of give you guys an idea of that situation. Yeah. I think it's so awesome, um, of you to share that really vulnerably as you were talking, I'm just like, man, this shit is hard because there's no like formula. There's no like, oh, well, you should have done this and then this wouldn't have happened. Like there's no, there's no cheat code for this shit. Like you just have to put your heart out there, be true and authentic to yourself. And there's ups and there's some fucking downs man and Mm -hmm. it's and it's hard but i have to say and i feel like probably all of our listeners all of our like hardcore listeners are like feeling the same way like i'm like really like proud of like the amount of like perspective and just how you're able to like talk about this and like you know be sort of like true to yourself and have like a really healthy outlook and I don't think you would have been able to do that in the past so I think that's really cool I think you should like pat yourself on the back a little bit thanks friend yeah Yeah, I think in the past and and this was even me for a moment but in the past I would have been like I did this too much I Mm -hmm. I I shouldn't have sexted I should have not been so needy I should have given him more space um you know he's like this amazing guy and like of course like he you know, I was just too much and all this stuff. And I don't feel that way. I just, I, I mean, of course there's like, you know, our old patterns of fleeting thoughts that yeah, come in moments. the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, um, you know, he's doing his own thing 
And if we aren't meant for each other, then it's not going to happen. Absolutely. And maybe if we are meant for each other, then maybe it will happen, but it's obviously not right now. And I just, there's no use in me pining over someone that I barely knew to begin with. Yeah. Um, and I just have to, I have to keep moving forward. And I did something else really empowering today that I'm going to tell you guys, um, next week about. And, um, I just, yeah, I'm like really, I feel, I feel very, I feel really healthy of how I went about this because I, you know, we were on the phone. I was really sad. I cried a little when we got off, slept horrible, Hmm. woke up and I wanted to just be in bed all morning. Yeah. Which is fine. That's okay. Yeah. So if I you do need that. that. Absolutely. But I knew for my mental health that what I really needed was I needed sunshine mm-hmm. and I needed water. And there's this little trail in Redlands that I went over and I didn't have a lot of time, but I went and I walked barefoot in the stream and walked along these rocks and logs and just like soaked up some sun and nature and, um, you know, talked to my friend Allison and she really helped me. She's really been there for me a lot through all of this. And it's just, it's been, and then I did this really healthy, empowering thing. And then I just felt better. Yeah. That's so awesome. Cause I feel like in the past and I, I can sort of see this in you because it was my pattern for a long time. It would have been a lot of like blaming yourself and beating yourself up and I should have done this. I should have done that or whatever. And like, Look at you getting your sunshine and water. <laughs> Ever since Jennifer the Grief Medium, like, who are you? I know. You've she really, a, you re- she really, like, helps me find myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, really, it was like it's the, really the piece. Awesome. I know. It was like this weird piece that's been missing. Yeah. Um, one more thing is, you know, there was part of me that felt a little insecure about the whole sexing thing. I'm a fucking amazing sexer. If any guy... Is this going to be your next tutorial video on TikTok? (laughs) If any guy were to dump me after we sexted, that is his own stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys. And, um, you know, again, sorry for the weird sound changes and transitions. But, you know, we try and keep this as current as possible. And it just felt, it would have felt weird to, to have something come out that was no longer happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's our thing. Real vulnerable content from two people who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. So, but I feel like that, you know, I feel like you, you do have a good idea of like what you're doing now. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. All right, you guys, enjoy this interview. We'll see you after. Okay, you guys, I love our next guest. She is now the second time, or she's the second person that's ever been on the show twice. We are welcoming Jade Bianca. She's a certified matchmaker and dating expert. Hi, we love you. How are you guys? I'm well. (laughs) How are you? Good. We're so excited you're on again. Um, We're so excited to be partnering with you. And we want to talk about that. But first, we want to talk about you. You've had some like major life changes. So tell us about that. 
Well, I'm learning how to write my new last name because apparently <laughs> I didn't learn how to do a capital F in cursive well when I was a child. <laughs> Uh, my new last name starts with an F and I was like, how the fuck do you write this? <laughs> yeah, I can't even picture a capital F. In Thank you, Jared. Like it's Thank like you. a little, it's like a little swivel and then a, a line down and then it curves around and then a little swivel through. Right. And then the older you get, like with your, the progression of your signature, it gets less like the actual letter. So I asked my, my new husband how he wrote it and it just doesn't look like an F. So I was like, all right, I'm just like that little girl in her notebook. Like, <laughs> Trying to practice my signature. Um, like, so yes. yes. <laughs> what is your What is your new last name? It's Felix. Oh, I and love that. I'm I'm an older millennial, and so it's interesting when people are like, "Oh, Felix," and I say, "Yeah, like the cat." And then like these twenty year olds are like looking at me like I have like yeah, I don't know, hair coming out is. of my nose, yeah. and I was like, "Oh God, they don't know the Felix the cat reference." <laughs> <laughs> So what it, so, I am curious, are you going to change your last name? Like, have you decided what you're going to do with that? Yeah. So I'm, I'm very feminist, but I also like the idea of when we have a family to kind of have like that unit. And I wasn't really tied to my last name anyways. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a new fun thing. Uh, definitely getting used to, I did not change my last name in my first marriage. So it's, oh, wow. it, it takes them a adjustment for sure. <laughs> Maybe that was like foreshadowing. <laughs> Wasn't <Maybe>. it all? <laughs> so Jade, what has been something that surprised you about, about your newly married life? So we actually met in 2019, the summer. And so we were only together for about what, like six to eight months before the pandemic happened. So I feel like our relationship has been very intense from the beginning. Um, I don't know. We have a great communication style and that's kind of the beautiful thing about us. So I don't know if I've learned anything new yet, but we are only 21 days into it. <laughs> so I can get back to you. <laughs> I am the messy one in the relationship. So there's, there's. That. Oh, interesting. Oh, we're, we're, I don't think we could be more different. Yes. Is this now, were you living together before? Or are you now newly living together? We've been living together kind of right when the pandemic happened, we were unofficially living together, but we've been together in the same house for about a year and a half now. Okay. So that's, does, that's always fun getting used to, right? <laughs> yeah. Does the messy ever turn into an argument? I've tried to be more uh, like conscientious about what I'm leaving around because I'm like more of like the feel it artsy, like literary person. And which means that we're not very clean. Right. And he's very type A engineer. You do this, you do this, but yeah. Yeah. It's, I totally get fun. that. You know, <laughs> It's interesting because I'm also artsy, kind of free spirit, but I have this OCD side of me. And if my place doesn't look exactly like how I need it to look, I'm like, I freak out. Do you? Yeah. But I'm still scared. No. (laughs) (laughs) I but actually I do have like weird little idiosyncrasies, like, but in my space, I'm not super, super it's it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm more like you, Jade. I think. It's more like those things that when you are living with someone that you love, but like, do they put the, t- the top on the toothpaste? Are they the type of person that rolls the toothpaste or do they squeeze it like that? Like, are you going to last for the long haul? <laughs> Squeezing the toothpaste from the bottom is one of the things for me. I'm like, why, why right. would you do it like that? Yeah, I think you're, you're a serial killer if you squeeze in the middle. You're, you're a serial yeah. killer. Yeah, no, you but, squeeze yeah. it at the top. 
Yeah. That's what she not, said. Not everybody. <laughs> I, I need to circle back to that. <laughs> um, really quick. I was just having a conversation about this with someone. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Okay. Yeah. Definitely I, over. But 100%. if you're, what if your partner is like, they don't care and they just put it under, like, would you go to the trouble of like fixing it or would you? I'm going to throw my husband under the bus. He doesn't actually do it. He just puts the toilet paper beside. Oh <laughs> my gosh. That's worse. <laughs> he doesn't even. Sorry, babe. <laughs> He's going to bust in here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's a give and take with relationships. So I will go on record and I put the toilet paper on the, the roll every wow. time. Wow. Well, I mean, like, that's okay. Right. Because I'm thinking <laughs> about our conversation with Aaron. Right. Like there's things where you're like, OK, I know my partner doesn't do this. Yeah. And like, I'm happy to take this one for us. Absolutely. It's, right. yeah, it is a toilet paper for a team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Jay, tell us really quick a little bit about your wedding day. If you feel comfortable talking about it, Thing, you know, like what was your favorite part? Was there anything that didn't go the way planned? And everything was actually very um it was a micro wedding we did it in my parents backyard in the city oh, that. um so we did this nice lighting bistro lighting and we went to these carpets and it was beautiful i wish i would have um practiced not crying when i spoke my vows oh. <laughs> um because i didn't expect to i mean you love this person you picked this person i'm gonna cry talking about it so i'll try and get to it um it's just a beautiful thing my husband is also divorced we know what it's like to kind of go through those really difficult times and to be able to trust someone and give love a second chance to get married again is a huge leap and so it was really beautiful to have my family there and his family there. And then, um, yeah, it was just a magical, a magical time. And then we had a wonderful dinner and we got drunk together as a big family and did karaoke. <laughs> I love this. So, so yeah, it was, much. it was very sweet. I couldn't have asked for, um, a more special moment. So. Did you guys write your own vows together or like kind of separately and like surprise each other with them? We surprised each other. Um, He's actually like someone who's, well, he's very intelligent and writes his own stuff all the time, but he was talking about coffee and his vows too. And I was just listening to, I was like, what is he talking about? Coffee? <laughs> <laughs> this must be about me. But they, yeah, we both, we both wrote them and they were very sweet. I'd like to like have them posted somewhere, but I go, I, I make love happen. I make introductions happen for a living, but I also try not to be like so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's funny. Um, I every now and then I like fake create a scenario of me and my to be husband up there for saying our vows for each other and I'll start crying. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that you just shared that. She's going to lead with that on her first her next first date. She'd be like, listen, <laughs> do, you, do you like see yourself like what you're saying? To yeah, like what what I'll what I'll yeah, it'll be like specific to who I'm talking to. Oh, you'll fantasize about that yeah. person. Oh, yeah. like you're like like a little cute thing on your first date. Yeah, like like because I'm a writer. Like I'm very creative and I and I'm thoughtful and I remember little things. So like I'll be like, oh, if we did end up together or we got married, like this is something like I sneak it to the back of my my mind and I'm like, I would sneak this in the back. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay, wait. So you'll meet a guy like at the coffee shop 
And then if you start hanging out and hitting it off, then like at some point in the next few weeks, you'll fantasize of yourself being like, honey, when we first met at that, I knew from the moment we first met at the coffee shop and your smile and your glasses and the funny joke you made about Oh, biscuits no. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'll start writing it. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> that's, that is wonderful. So our third date was when I, we, I was accepted to a law school and I got a full ride to this law school, but I wasn't sure I wanted to go there and I didn't want to let them know it was me. And so I created an alias and we were a fake married couple touring a law school on our third date. Um, oh my God. And so, yeah, that was, that was our third date. So wow. I think, yeah, I guess I kind of trapped him. <laughs> I let you manifested it. I was one. I was like, your thing is manifesting. I am too, manifesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there that is. Yeah. Well, Jade, can you tell us a little bit about, you said that you've kind of stepped away from being a dating coach and to kind of, you're a dating matchmaker, you're a dating expert, you help with dating apps. Tell us about that process for you. Yeah. So I'm still coaching, but what I love about what I'm doing right now is dating after divorce is the only matchmaking and dating company that focuses specifically on divorcees. And so Mm along with matchmaking, you don't just match someone and everything's hunky-dory. Like, the, especially throughout the divorce process and getting back out there, there are certain things that your friends and family can't tell you and certain blocks that might be stopping you from meeting that person. Um, so I am that third party to try and help you move along and be your best self and kind of stop putting these barriers that are stopping you from meeting amazing people that might just be an inch shorter or five miles outside of your perimeter. Um, so that's what my goal is. So any way I can help people feel comfortable and confident in dating again is, is my main goal. And so people can come to you for like matchmaking, um, which is like, a, you know, like a process where you, you get that, you know, where you work with them in the ways that you just mentioned mm-hmm. and kind of get them connected with a bunch of potential matches because you have a database and work with other matchmakers all over the country. And then the other service you offer is kind of like dating profile stuff. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's dating profile management. So a lot of times people either don't have the bandwidth, everyone's busy and has full-time jobs. They might have kids, they might have, might have multiple jobs. And so that act of like continuously being on your cell phone and messaging these people, men and women, like back and forth here and there, it gets exhausting. It feels like a second job, maybe a third job if you have kids. So basically what I do is I take my clients' profiles, I take conversations and what they're looking for, and I bring them those matches in one meeting a week, as opposed to them spending five, 10 hours a week messaging back and forth. Um, so it's a time saver. I'm basically like a dating secretary in that role. Um, and I also just love to hear the stories about being like, that's not someone I would usually go out with, but I'm looking at their conversation. They look like they're funny and like have some depth to them. So I'd like to go out with them. Mm. Wow. That sounds like a dream. (laughs) Is it? Okay. So two questions. One, do you only do dating app services for divorcees? No, I do it uh, for everyone. I okay. I don't really go younger. The youngest client I've ever had was probably like 28. Okay. Um, I'm starting a, a sister company for the, the younger generations, but right now dating after divorce pretty much goes from like 28 to like 65. Perfect. Okay. And then the second question is when you're 
conversing with these people on the dating apps, are you conversing as the other person? So they don't know. Oh yeah, my so, gosh. That's, so that's the thing. Um, so for the dating profile management, I am my client. I am the man I'm running the profile for, or I'm the woman I'm running the profile for. So you, you as you guys look at each other, you could yeah. have easily been talking to me. <gasps> wow. I was really good at, I was really good at dating. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. So when you're meeting with someone, especially before the first date, that first in-person interaction, you're kind of just figuring out if you like them enough to just meet in person or do a video date. So you're kind of having the same conversation. So what I do is I take that week of work out and just let you go on the date with them, whether it's a Zoom date or an in-person date. So you can actually enjoy dating as opposed to Oh, my favorite color is this. I don't think anyone ever asked that anymore, but you oh, do. I do. <laughs> I do. I always ask it. <laughs> <laughs> what color is your aura? <laughs> I do it. You know why I ask it is because it's juvenile. And I mm-hmm. think it's fun to bring some high school shit into it. So you're like being silly. I do purpose. it to be yeah, silly. Yeah. If you're having fun dating, I think that's the most important thing. I mean... I think it's fresh. It's absolutely frustrating at times. And I think that's what's interesting about the role that I play is I see the issues, like the problems and the strengths from both sides. Usually it's like women. I think I've spoken to, to you guys about this before, but usually women are like, oh, all men do this. Men suck. And men are like, if we're talking about heterosexual uh, exchanges and men are like, oh, I wish women weren't so like superficial and difficult. So we all have our our issues that we need to work on, but it's interesting being like the central point and seeing both sides. Yeah, that is interesting. And I bet that helps. I bet that is like really good for you to see, like, because I think so much, like, I know I can get wrapped up in, in like the all men suck, like, or men are assholes. You know, and I've, we've talked to other men that get wrapped up in the, well, women are superficial and just want a man with money. And like, you know, let's be real. Like, obviously that's not true across the board. And there are really nice men and there are really nice women. And Jared and I just aren't attracted to them. (laughs) (laughs) We just haven't met them yet. (laughs) Um, Jade, so when I, uh, when I have you do this for me, Will you all like, do you also help the person um, like, like select photos for their profile and like profile answers that will like attract the kind of people that they're looking for? Great question. So what I do, I've seen the biggest uh, response with new photos. So I do a professional photo shoot for all of my dating services. So I have a professional photo shoot. Um, I work with the, the photographer to kind of pick out what you're going to wear, what we want the vibe of the photos to look like so that you are attracting the people that you are telling me that you want. Because let's be honest, men usually aren't as superficial as us women and they don't really have great photos. So for my (laughs) men and women, I do a photo shoot. We do a profile revamp and then we roll from there. Wow. That sounds that I kind of want to just do a photo show shoot with you. <laughs> and they work. Well, they work great as a LinkedIn profile, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like you can use that beyond like the I mean, Absolutely. photo shoots are expensive, period. So just to have this like, um, you know, just kind of handful of photos to be able to use like 
for everything would be absolutely. Great. And I think it's a great thing too, getting like breaking out into a new chapter. And like, this is a, like, we're getting into the holiday season. We're going into 2022. Like, hopefully this is a new single chapter where you're going to meet amazing people. And so it kind of takes you to that, to that next step. It elevates your, your game in a sense. Well, and what I would say too, is like, we've talked a lot about on the show about like, like, invest in your mental health, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like take, like, you know, like to, to make real changes in your life, you know, takes an investment of time and energy and like money, right? Like, and like, I invest a lot of money in my mental health right now. And I think it's also important, like, if you're wanting different results from your dating life, like you have to invest in that as well. And I think like everything you're talking about, Jade, is like an awesome way to do that. And one of my favorite like types of clients to take on are people that work in marketing because they do understand that doing the same thing and not getting different results is going to keep you in the same place. And so they're like, I'm going to do this experiment. I'm going to have an outsider, someone that's professional that does this for a living. Tell me what's working or what isn't working and attracting the people that I want. Um, as opposed to just being like, my dating life sucks. Nothing's ever going to change. I'll be single forever. Well, yeah. And that's true. Like I'm more than happy to like have other people do work for me that I don't want to do. Like I would rather pay a plumber than try and figure that shit out on my own and ruin the toilet, (laughs) you know? And plus like, I like supporting small businesses. And like, so I think just to, to invest in yourself in dating and with these services that you offer is just an extension of all of that. Absolutely. Jared, I have a random question and I know I'm not the one interviewing you guys, but I'm here. So (laughs) how many dates have you gone on Jared where the woman compliments you? What a great question. question. I mean, it's definitely like sub 50%. (laughs) I think, I think some women do, like, I would say like maybe 30, 40%. This is, I haven't gone on many dates lately, but like off the top of my head, like, um, and, and actually sometimes when it happens in the messages, like that's super rare and always like sort of stands out to me uh, when a woman compliments me. Why do you ask? I ask that because one of the biggest recommendations I give to women who are dating is to actually compliment their date. And it makes someone feel a lot more at ease and makes them feel good about themselves. If we're talking about stereotypes, a lot of times women just assume that men have these like big egos and they're confident and don't need to be reassured about anything. But if someone's meeting you for the first time and they say, oh, you have a beautiful smile or you have a very handsome smile, that completely changes their their mood. Their mindset is like, oh, wow, this this person's excited to, to be around me. They think I'm handsome or beautiful and it completely changes the game. So if women start complimenting men more, I think they'll see a, a shift in there. That is a great pro tip. Like that a hundred percent, that would be like really like charming to me and would make me like more interested in the person yeah. and more excited about the date. And yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm very complimentary, but I'm also a verbal affirmations person, like a yeah. words of affirmations person. So it's very mm-hmm. easy for me to be like, oh, wow, you look really like I, you know, you're really hot or like you're, oh, that was so cute what you just did. Or like, Absolutely. I really enjoy talking to you. I'm really enjoying this time with you. That's yeah. very easy for me. And to be honest, Jade, I don't get that often from men either. I would okay. say it's about 50-50. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't, and it's, it's hard because sometimes the, sometimes the compliment is, um, wow, you're really cute. Or like, I really like you, or I'm having so much fun. And sometimes it's like, 
I want to fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So, so I wrote this. It was either in a newsletter or an article. And I think men should compliment as well. But one thing I don't, I don't want men to say to women on a first date is, wow, you look so sexy. Yes. And here's totally the thing. Agree. Women want to know they look sexy. Men want to know they look sexy. But they women don't want to feel like they could be potentially objectified. And honestly, that kind of like puts up our feelers. Like, yeah. is this guy going to spike my drink? Or how sexy do you find me? Like... <laughs> So that's the only compliment I would say to kind of stay away from. Yeah, I completely agree (laughs) with that. I don't like it when anybody tells me that I look sexy unless I'm sleeping with them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we have, we have some questions from our listeners for you. Um, Yeah. By the way, great job listeners. Really? I'm really excited about these questions. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of, you did a whole article about this and I, contributed some thoughts to this article, but our listeners may not have seen that. And one of our listeners, she's divorced, you know, she is, I think she's in her forties and, um, oh yeah, she is. It says on the question, she goes, I never went through the hoe phase. How do I do that safely in my forties? Yeah. That's such a great question. Absolutely. Uh, the average age of my client are early forties, mid forties. Um, so I think it's a great thing to, to touch on. So one thing I love about getting back out there. And by ho, I'm not trying to say something derogatory. I mean, like owning your sexual freedom. So I do want to address that. So one thing I think is great about exploring your sexuality after your divorce is because you're probably leaving a marriage that hasn't been intimate, or there is some kind of disconnect in that, in that form. Because if you're going through a divorce, most likely the sex hasn't been there for a while and that connection has been missing. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, get in touch with your body again. You get to rediscover yourself or maybe you're discovering yourself for the first time. Maybe you got married at 19 and only had like a couple of sexual experiences. So I think that's important to kind of being a new you is knowing what you like sexually and being able to verbalize it. I think that's important. Um, Also, your taste in men or taste in women Hell, you might even like the same sex, whatever you want to do. I think that this is your time. I mean, some people explore in college. This is your time to explore after your divorce. And you shouldn't be like feel shame for it. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a great thing to do. But what I do recommend is getting tested regularly. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people I know don't know that Planned Parenthood has affordable STI testing. Um, you should buy condoms. <laughs> you should always have some with you. Um, and then also check in on yourself regularly. Yeah. So I think sometimes we think that, oh, I can have casual sex and I can just do that and be fine. But you do need to regularly check in with yourself and say, am I still feeling the same? Do I still want to have just casual experiences? Or am I kind of just filling a void? Mm-hmm. Um, which let's be honest, especially after a breakup or after a divorce, not all of us feel comfortable and confident in ourselves solo. So you might be seeking that attention that you were lacking in your marriage with new people. And we can't expect them to fill that void. I love the advice about sort of checking in with yourself because sometimes the experience of like a one night stand or having intimacy with someone without commitment, like sometimes the way that feels to us takes a while to sink in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you might feel... Like that night, like it's super fun. And the next morning you like are playful if you're like still at the person's place or whatever. And like, 
eat breakfast and then joke around and then say goodbye. Right. Mm -hmm. But then like maybe a few days later, depending on how things play out, you're like, Oh, like what, how, how am I actually feeling about this? You know? And and so, yeah, I think that check-in advice is like really wise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it's for everyone. I think also it's different. Um, If you have full custody of your children, if you have 50, 50 custody with your children, Um, I tell people to not introduce a significant other until that person is significant uh, because children of divorce have gone through a lot of change and what they need is stability. So the longer that you can hold off, I usually suggest that with children and dating. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to double down on the condoms thing. Cause I, when I went through my whole phase after my divorce, I just didn't even think about condoms or STDs because I had been married to the same person who I dated, who was my first boyfriend since I was 19. That's a great point. So thank you for saying that you need to have the conversation with someone about the condoms and also if they're sleeping with other people. Yeah. And that's not something we're in our thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. You need to be comfortable having that conversation because STDs are real. Is it, are they calling it STIs or STDs? Whatever. I think they're Those, STIs now. Okay. It, whatever. It's very real. And a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that. And so they don't get tested. And so if you're assuming that they're responsible with other people, that's putting you at risk. Yeah. So being comfortable having those like transparent conversations, when was the last time you were tested is absolutely okay. It's not going to kill the vibe if that person's the right person for you to have sex with. Yeah. And if they don't want to have that conversation, then like, that's more of a reason not to have sex. with. Right. Them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So the next question is how should I message on dating apps so that they will take the lead? And this was from a female. So in a heteronormative situation, this is a, a female talking about wanting the male to take the lead. Yeah. So here's the issue that I have with that. I hear a lot of women say that and they want a man to kind of take the lead and be dominant and like kind of be an equal, but be a little bit more, let's say alpha. Mm -hmm. I truly do not believe that if you were messaging first as a female and initiating the first date and saying, would you like to grab a drink? Would you like to grab a coffee? I do not believe that you initiating that will mean that you are forever initiating the interaction. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes. Yes. A lot of females heterosexual females, I believe are skeptical to do that because they don't want to be like, oh, I don't want a man who doesn't take charge. Honestly, we're all busy adults. We all have a lot of shit going on. If you want to go out for a coffee, girl, ask him out for a coffee. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to sit around and wait, what is this? The 1950s? He's not going to come up to your door. Ask him out if you want to go out and then figure out if he can ask you out for the next date. So that's one thing that I see a lot of women doing is just kind of waiting around. You don't wait around your career. Why would you wait around in your love life? Fuck yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) <laughs> I well and I think there's you know because we've been talking about like like don't chase right yeah, yeah and like and to me though that's not sort of chasing right that's saying like you know now if you're like asking the person out multiple times or if you're always the one to initiate or whatever then like that's where you put up your radar of like okay am I chasing here is it reciprocal yes yeah. exactly but yeah absolutely ask yeah absolutely ask first yeah, yeah. I love if, that it, if it, you it, find it, yourself asking them out multiple times there's there's an issue there but it, yeah for the, first time, <laughs> for the first time girl do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jade what did you ask your husband out 
<laughs> I um I did. I was also a serial dater. <laughs> I actually, yeah. Um, so I had had a friend cancel on dinner last minute, and I I honestly matched with my husband the day of, and I I was hungry. <laughs> And I said, hey, do you want to grab dinner? <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And that's and now we're married. <laughs> I love that because I I I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm I'm very I'm just assertive. I like I like like Jared teases me about this all the time. But when I have something in my head that I want to do, I get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I want to go on a date with someone, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And if they don't want to go, why, they don't go. <laughs> yeah, and why would that person want me to show up as anything other than that? Like if I'm just playing the meek girl, not saying women who wait are meek, but if I'm playing something different that I'm not, then we're going to get in a relationship and they're going to be like, whoa, who are you? I yeah, this you, isn't I, this the way you yeah, showed up. Yeah, you. I thought you weren't like this strong of a personality, um, which actually happened to me one time. Um and that did not go well. <laughs> Wait, what was that story? That was my ex-boyfriend who ended up being verbally abusive. Oh. He was because he was such a strong personality. And I was he was my first boyfriend post-divorce. And I was so hesitant. And like everybody was like, wait till he texts you make sure that he's the one to text you and he pursued me so hard and i was like i don't know i don't know no it was like a lot and i kind of like ended things and then we started working back together and then my true personality as i felt comfortable started coming out and he did not like how strong of a personality i was and it ended up in him exuding a behavior that he apparently quote unquote had never exuded before in other relationships. Um, and I had never experienced that before of being, you know, verbally abused. Um, and then, you know, obviously that relationship ended and I've really tried to like with my ex, my most recent ex-boyfriend, I asked him out, you know, and then he, on our first date, he was like, when can I see you again? So it's like, you know, and we had a six months of like, it was, you know, was an up and down relationship, but we loved each other deeply. So it's, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't matter. I just, I hate the stigma around the guy needing to quote unquote, chase the girl. Oh, I watched uh, a Cary Grant, Audrey Hepburn movie last night and it was beautiful. The colors were beautiful. The plot was beautiful, but Audrey Hepburn kept saying she loved him after she knew him for two days. And I was like, oh, this is the problem. <laughs> uh, Jared, do you find it attractive or are you kind of indifferent if women are asking you out as opposed to the other way? When no, you're I'm dating? down. I mean, I, I, I think it's great. Like, I think, um, you know, uh, like, I'm not, like I, I'm sort of the same way where like, if I'm interested in someone, like I'm, I'll ask them out obviously. And that's more of the, what is expected, I suppose. But yeah, I've been asked out actually some of my, the most successful relationships I've ever had that started on dating apps actually, well, and this was back, like, I'm thinking back when like, um, well, no, I guess, no, one of them was hinge. I think is the girl, the woman messaged me first before I like sort of messaged or matched with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, Oh, cool. It's, you know, similar to the compliment thing. So yeah, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. And Leanna, I don't think that was his first time being, uh, 
abusive. He was probably hiding that just well before, right? Probably not. And and it could have been that I just was the first one to not take it and I would fight back. Mm. Yeah. And that that's what made it more explosive. Because I like never... you might have had mommy issues too. So maybe you curve that. He 100% <laughs> had mommy issues. <laughs> We're just stereotyping everybody over here. <laughs> um, okay. So I have a, because I have a question. Go for it. Uh, Jade, what would you say is your relationship superpower? Can I do my dating superpower when I was single and then my relationship superpower? Yes. You're like, you already said it, Jade. So. You can do so, as much as you want. <laughs> so my dating superpower is I went in with a very positive mindset, knowing that I was going to meet someone and have a good experience, whether that was my person or not. And so I looked at it as an opportunity to meet cool and different people and kind of being curious about them. And that makes people want to open up to you more and make them more engaging as opposed to going on a date with someone and being like, this person's stale old Wonder Bread. But if you're curious about them, you're asking those questions and they open up, they kind of blossom more. Um, my relationship superpower is I'm weird <laughs> and I, I communicate uh, to a fault with, with my husband. I think one of the most beautiful things about us is that we share and we talk through those hard kind of tough, I want to say sticky, but that sounds weird. Those tough situations where you usually want to avoid. And I think that's our sweet spot because there's a lot of love there. Um, but also a relationship takes work, especially a marriage takes work. And so we're both willing to to show up there, have those weird, awkward, tough conversations and still love each other. Aw, that's like me that's and Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because I, I get I get flack for over communicating a lot. And I don't think personally that you can over communicate. And I and I think that the men who have not appreciated that just don't want to communicate, period. You know, so I think I, I know I'm looking for and I'm kind of talking to someone right now. It's like Jade, I kind of want to get your advice on this later, but um I'm kind of talking to someone and we've had like three really good communicative communicative conversations about like some hard stuff. Um, and that's what, whether this guy is, you know, something's going to happen or not, like, that's what I want. And at least, at least I know, like I'm getting there. Like I'm meeting guys who are more willing to like have those conversations who are nicer, you know, um, and yeah, I just, I appreciate that because it makes me feel better for communicating so much. So I actually started off as a dating coach specifically for divorced men because of that issue. Um, so as a society in general, we're going to stereotype again. We don't really allow our like boys who become men to kind of communicate their issues and their emotions, right? You you walk it off, you man up. Um, it's not masculine to to be emotional, uh, you name it. We know what society teaches us. And then when we get into relationships with men, we want them to communicate with us their emotions, open up to us about their feelings, but not all women receive that well, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah. as us as women or us as just partners, heterosexual or homosexual or anywhere in between, we need to be doing a better job of allowing people to be vulnerable around us and our dating lives will change. Yeah. I like that. And Beautiful. I think that, I think that's something that I, 
need to continue to work on is I want the guy to open up and then sometimes they open up and I don't like it. I don't like what they're <laughs> saying. And so then I'll, I'll like right, close back up, close, <laughs> close down. No, I mean, but it's like something that like makes me mad or whatever. And so then I'll argue back and then they shut down and then I never hear from them again. Mm. So I, it is some, you know, it's a list, it's an active listening thing of like, you know, putting your ego aside and your needs aside for a second and just hear them take a moment and then respond with, something that maybe it doesn't agree or, but you're like coming with more compassion and then they can continue to hear you and, and open up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. One more question. Um, what have you learned about yourself that helps you make it work with your husband? I guess that's a little bit kind of a piggyback of what we just said. So I was like, what's the word? Jaded. <laughs> I was um, unintended. Yes, pun intended. Um, so after my divorce, I had such a chip on my shoulder about men, and I was serial dating, but I was serial dating with the expectation of being let down. And that was not only damaging to me, but to other people. Like it was that conversations where men would be like, who hurt you? And I'm like, I hurt myself. <laughs> like mm. like it was, it was my expectations. And so allowing myself to go out and be vulnerable again is truly something that allowed me to be in a healthy and happy relationship today and get remarried. And I think that's really scary. And I think it's easier said than done is allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, because let's be honest, no one can really hurt you as much as someone who you show your side of this, your yourself that you don't show the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So that person has such a power over you and it's so scary. So allowing yourself to, to feel those feelings again, with the possibility of the same shit happening, you know, like, unfortunately, that's, that's the way that that love is, it could either work out, or it could either not. And so being allowing yourself to open up to another human being um, is, is kind of the biggest thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. Okay, well, we are working with you because we want to get people your way. So tell us about how they can find you and a referral code they can use to get a discount with you. Absolutely. So the website is datingafterdivorce.com or you can check us out on Instagram. Um, it's datingafterdiv. And for our listeners of the Hello and Goodbye podcast, we're offering $100 off our dating profile management and our matchmaking services. So be sure to let them know, let me know that you were they were referred by you. Should I redo that? No, 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 no. You're fine. Keep going. <laughs> um, so yeah, let me know that you heard the, the podcast and I'd love to meet with you. If you don't have the funds to invest in a dating service, I'd love for you to join our free database and be potentially matched with a client um, at no cost. So please let me know that you heard the podcast and I'd love to work with you. I love this. And we are so appreciative that you're working with us. Um, we cannot recommend our listeners your way enough. Thank you so much for giving our listeners $100 off your service, $100 off your service. Um, and we just want everybody to flood your page and your website and support you. And um, we just 
Yeah, thank you for being out here, like, changing lives. You're, yeah. like, you know, you're, like, doing good things for, like, love to happen yeah, for people. Yeah, and I love that you're, like, like this amazing. strong... Sorry, Jared, I didn't mean to, like, talk in, <laughs> while you're talking, but I love that you're just, like, this strong feminist woman, and you make shit done, and you're also happy in a beautiful marriage, and that's what we want to tell our women listeners that's possible. Is Absolutely. Jade, is Jade, like, your relationship role model right now? I love her. <laughs> I'm obsessed. By the way, feminist does not mean I don't love men. I, I love men too. I think yeah. I think some men are like they hear the term feminist and they're like, oh gosh. We we have this conversation all the time. Okay. I, I, I haven't I, heard that one. Yeah. I, I'll send you the episode where we talk about it because I apparently have been attracting men who also don't like the word feminist. But um <laughs> but anyway, we, we so appreciate you and we want to support you. So um, we'll keep in touch and everybody go head over to Jade's stuff. Absolutely. Let me know you guys listen to the podcast and we'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Jade. Thanks, Jade. Bye. All right. Well, Jade, we love you. Jade has done it again. She has solved all of your dating problems. <laughs> go and hit her up. What are you waiting for? <laughs> guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram as well at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Lana Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. We're on Twitter at hello underscore by underscore pod. You can find me on TikTok, Leanna Joan, YouTube, Hello and Goodbye Podcast, Facebook, Hello and Goodbye Podcast. Um, you can head to our website, www.hellongobypodcast.com to have links to everything, our Patreon, our YouTube, our social media, all of our sponsors, and now the link to Jade's program. So just make sure to... Click Hello and Goodbye Podcast of how you heard about us and or how you heard about Jade. And um, guys, we wish you the best dating experiences of your life coming up in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Manifest that shit. That's right. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.